0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. As sports keeps coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball's back, and BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. Visit betonline.he today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. And don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. Welcome to another episode of the bird calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to the bird and bleacher report Preston Ellis. Today we are previewing the first of two critical matchups with the Sacramento Kings to do it. We welcome on host to locked on Kings and Sacramento sports radio. one one four zero K. H. T. K. Mr. Matt George. What's going on, Matt? It is a pleasure
1: to be able to join you. I wish I could say that I was in a, a good mood to be talking to you today after the uh, the result that the Sacramento Kings just had with the uh, the Dallas Mavericks and their O and three start. But it's it's a pleasure to join you. Always happy to talk hoops, and I'm just I'm just happy that we have our sport and our game back
0: yeah I, I I appreciate it too, and everything the nBA did to to pull this off it's It's truly incredible, and now that it's here, we finally have basketball and before we get to the Kings, because I know it might be a, a somber topic for you right now, but just in terms of of the 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 visual pleasure that comes with this new product, what do you think of it so far? It's not as good
1: as uh, being in an arena with uh, 17,000 fans and and being able to watch it that way. Uh, But all things considered, I've been thrilled by the presentation by the NBA. It sounds really natural. It feels natural. And ultimately, the, the goal is... Once you get past the opening tip-off, basketball is what matters. Uh, And I think that's translated really, really well so far. I'm anxious to see how that continues through actual legitimate seven-game or four-plus game playoff series here uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, But overall, I could not be more pleased with how everything has worked out. The NBA should be very, very proud.
0: Now, it's worked out great for the Pelicans because they had the easiest remaining strength of schedule, and that's reflected in these eight-seating games. However, it's difficult to, to to juxtapose where these teams were four months ago to where they are now. The Kings had won seven of ten, uh, seven of ten games. I, I don't remember specifically. There were three big ones. I think the Clippers were one of them. The Blazers were another one. There were three really big wins out of that seven, and you guys were rolling at just the right time, and on March 11th, you're scheduled to play the Pelicans in a, in a later uh, matchup. I think it was around 9.30 Eastern time, and of course that was postponed due to Rudy Gobert's positive coronavirus testing. In terms of where you were that where you were then, do you feel that's reflective of how the Kings have performed thus far through these three games?
1: Oh, absolutely not. The Kings might as well be a completely different team. Now, they've had flashes. Today's game against the the Mavericks was the first time they looked somewhat similar uh, to that. But the, the Kings were the second hottest team in basketball. The Lakers were the only team that had a better record than them. Uh, after their worst loss of the season at the hand of the Detroit Pistons, uh, over their next 20 games, they won 13. Uh, so, they were playing much better basketball. Ken Baysmore and Alex Len had proved to be fantastic additions for the Kings. That game that was postponed and, and stopped, the Kings Pelicans from the Golden One Center national TV game, uh, that was supposed to be the return as well of Rashawn Holmes to the starting lineup. And the Kings are thrilled to have him back because he's been one of the Kings' best players, at least uh, during the regular season before uh, he had gotten hurt and injured his shoulder. Uh, but now here we are. With the exception of Marvin Bagley, the Kings are, are completely healthy. And colossally underperforming from what our expectations were in the bubble. We knew it was going to be an uphill battle for them to try and make the playoffs, but none of us predicted an 0-3 start featuring a loss to the San Antonio Spurs where DeMar DeRozan didn't care for the first three quarters, uh, a blowout loss to the um, to the Orlando, Orlando Magic, yeah. And then your best game—you have the opportunity to beat Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks, a game that you led basically from start to finish, with the exception of being down two to nothing at the beginning of the game, and you uh, you choke that game away and end up losing in overtime. It's it's been a really, really, really difficult week. Uh, For Sacramento Kings fans who have already been through hell, uh, having not made the playoffs in in 14 years, Uh, and in a way, it's just icing on a a very, very pathetic, sad, disgusting-tasting birthday cake, Uh, and it's Kings basketball in a nutshell, unfortunately.
0: Oh, my God, you poor guy. Uh, yeah. We sympathize. Truly, we do. Uh, after last year, everything that that happened with Anthony Davis and the expectations that went into this season, the injuries that happened to Zion Williamson, it's not always great to be a Kings fan or a New Orleans Pelicans fan. So we truly do sympathize. However, you do have one bright spot, and that is in the form of De'Aaron Fox, who, unlike Samson, cut his hair and seemingly got better. 26.7 points, six assists, uh, nearly 50% from the field. He doesn't like the three ball. I think he's shooting just 20% uh, through these three games. However, uh, we're going to do our stats of the day from B-Ball Index. He's getting to the rim at a 98th percentile grade. Uh, he's drawing fouls at a 90 uh, or an 89th percentile grade, an 87th percentile total uh, isolation impact. Uh, so he's been very impressive at getting to the rim, seemingly against anybody. Talk about his, his performance through these three games thus far. De'Aaron Fox is a star. Uh, he gets better and better with each passing
1: week, each passing month. He's grown as a leader. He's grown as a scorer. He's grown as a facilitator and a distributor. Uh, defensively, he still has more to grow there, uh, but he, um, when he is on his game defensively, he can be one of the most uh, annoying and, and just distracting defenders uh, for any ball handler to have to go up against. Uh, De'Aaron is a star, and if he were in L.A. or a big market, you'd hear a lot more about De'Aaron Fox uh, than you do here in Sacramento. It's unfortunate that he is the leader. Of just a very, very bad team in a, in a franchise that has been struggling uh, for years upon years upon years, uh, but scoring a career high 39 points against the San Antonio Spurs to open up bubble play. I mean, he, I've never seen it look so easy for him. He was getting to the rim at will. Now Derek White, to his credit, did actually a really good job defending De'Aaron, and, and when I think Derek White was on De'Aaron, Fox went just one of seven, although a lot of those shots were, were rhythm three-pointers that just didn't drop for him, as that's part of his game that he's continued to try and work on it and improve uh but De'Aaron he can get to the rim at will he can get anywhere that he wants on the floor now he did have trouble scoring at times in this game here today with Kristaps Porzingis just looming in the paint also with uh, uh Nikola Vucevic uh with the Orlando Magic when when there's bigs in the paint Fox doesn't have as much freedom and and, and ability uh and opportunity to score as he normally would But against a team that went small like San Antonio, there's nobody that could stop Fox, even though he took 30 plus shots to to get those 39 points. uh, He was aggressive and the Kings are only going to go as far as De'Aaron Fox takes them. So as disappointed as Kings fans are and I am with how this team has performed. Uh, De'Aaron has been fantastic, uh, inspirational in a lot of ways, and more um, more than exciting, or he gives you more than enough excitement for his future. I honestly think if this continues, De'Aaron Fox will be an all-star next season or, or at the latest the next season.
0: Yeah, I wrote about this for Bleacher Report. I don't remember specifically what his regular season numbers were. I apologize for that, but of them through points, uh, assists and rebounds, he was the only player to reach those thresholds without earning an all-star nod. Uh, of course he's been fantastic, but I want to talk about some of your role players. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, of course, uh, he was forgettable today, shooting just one of fifteen, including what could have been the game-winning shot near uh, the end. Uh, he's shooting just thirty point two percent from the field, although he is shooting very well from three, I think around thirty nine percent. Buddy Heald has been equally unimpressive, uh, thirteen points per game on just thirty two point six percent through these three games. However, I want to I want to rewind back to our matchup i want to say it was on january 4th um i think it was that two pointer that jj reddick hit at the buzzer and i i want to recall that because harrison barn simply killed us uh i think he had 30 points on something like 10 to 15 shots he was absolutely lethal um he got to the foul line a lot he just he just killed the pelicans do you have confidence that he can do the same thing in another matchup against them
1: not high confidence. Um, every once in a while, Barnes will have those breakout games. And when he's hitting from the outside, uh, he can be very involved. But the Kings view him more as a a, um, a, a wing defender, uh, more than just a scorer. Now, he's capable of scoring like Pelicans fans will remember from, from earlier on this season, which feels like years ago, of course. Uh, but Harrison Barnes can have those breakout games. I wouldn't expect it. He scored, I think, eight points here today, was barely involved on the offensive end of the floor. Um, So it it could happen. It could not. I would honestly lean towards the unlikely uh, that Barnes has another breakout game like that. Certainly not 30 points.
0: Oh, God. Those are the screams I used to make when I'd cut myself shaving you know where. But that was before Manscaped. Thanks, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Look, who here doesn't get nervous about grooming their man parts? And that's why Manscaped created the Lawnmower 3.0, beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your family jewels. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself, and <laughs> they aren't kidding. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. As sports keeps coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball's back, and BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. Visit betonline.he today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. And don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, now the Pelicans aren't used to blowing teams out, and they've performed very poorly uh, in the clutch. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that that uh, matchup against the Memphis Grizzlies where they were able to pull away late, uh, getting some, some timely baskets from Zion and Brandon Ingram uh, was necessary to do so. But in those games where you get inside the final five minutes, and uh, a lot of it comes down to coaching, to Luke Walton, to simply just closing out games on the offensive and defensive end. How do the Kings respond in those scenarios?
1: Well, today was dreadful. Uh, The Sacramento Kings, and this is something that they've done for years, regardless of player of coach, or of general manager. Uh, Years upon years of the Kings doing something for 40 to 45 minutes that's been working and then completely going away from it when it matters most. What I'm talking (laughs) about is uh, running off ball screens for Buddy Hield or Bogdan Bogdanovich, even though Bogey had a bad shooting game, Uh, moving the ball around, going inside out, outside in, setting pick and rolls, just basic basketball and offensive flow That was working for the Kings literally from start to finish in this game. Now, their shooting percentage and assist numbers steadily dropped with each quarter. They started out the game. They hit nine three-pointers in the third quarter, I think, or rather first quarter. They hit seven for the remainder of the game. So their shooting percentage struggled as the game went on, but we got down to the final few possessions, and normally it's the Kings are able to score, but they're not able to get a stop. This time it was the Kings were able to get two, three, four stops in a row against a Mavericks team featuring Luka Freakin Doncic, but they could not get a big bucket. Why? Because they were resulting or they were settling for isolation plays, tough shots, uh, and they really made life easy uh, for the Dallas defense. It was one guy dribbling, typically Aaron Fox, and four guys either in the corner or just standing out of the way watching. Uh, and it's something that's plagued the Kings for many, many years, something that Luke Walton says will get better with time, Uh, And uh, it's something that they're working on, but I don't think we expect it to be immediately corrected. I'll put it this way. And I know I'm down on the Sacramento Kings right now just based off of their history and how this game here went today in the 0-3 start. But if the New Orleans Pelicans and the Kings come down to the wire, I really like the Pelicans' chances. I'll just say that. (laughs)
0: You poor guy. Uh, Before we get a prediction from you, uh, I just want to touch on two last things. Of course, the untimely injury to Marvin Bagley that kept him to just 13 games this season uh, was devastating. Of course, you have so many hopes tied into the number two overall pick Uh, in his place. Rashawn Holmes, you mentioned, has been playing really well, if you don't mind touching a bit upon him. But before you do that, uh, obviously, you've got Alex Len back there. You've got Nemanja Bialica. I hope I pronounced that right, who is uh, uh, very lethal from three point range. Now, when Holmes sits, uh, who is taking over that small ball five role? Is it Harry Giles? Is it uh, what do you? How do you guys supplement that position? It depends on the lineups. Uh, Alex Len
1: returned. He played
0: in his first game today
1: of the bubble, only played three minutes. Harry Giles played the majority of the backup five minutes, although Bialitsa did get some time there as well. It just depends. So when the Kings want to space the floor, it'll be Bialitsa. Uh, A lot of the times it was Harry Giles, who's had some great minutes and also some terrible minutes. Harry, in the first half of this game, was setting some of the best screens I've ever seen him set. He was aggressively attacking the basket. He was involved. Second half of this game, he couldn't secure a rebound to save his life, and it resulted in multiple second, third, fourth chance opportunities for the Dallas Mavericks, and that ended up being a major difference uh, in this game. So I would expect you'll probably see um, a majority of uh, Bielitsa and Harry Giles as kind of the backup five. Uh, when Rashawn Holmes comes out of the game, uh, but Holmes is now fouled out in two of these three contests. And Luke Walton said after the game that when Rashawn Holmes fouled out for a really ticky-tack foul. By the way, the Mavericks shot 50 free throws to the Kings is I think 16, which is wow. ridiculous. Wow. Um, so, and and I'm not blaming all of that on the officials because the Kings made a lot of stupid fouls and and kind of walked themselves into a lot of their mistakes. But the final foul on Rashawn Holmes was a terrible foul call that forced the Kings to go small uh, and they ended up losing the game uh, because of it, at least according to, to Luke Walton. So uh, if Rashawn Holmes is able to stay in the game, he's a, a major impact and he was the only one really aggressively uh, attacking the, the glass for the Kings in this game. Uh, but when Rashawn Holmes is out of the game, that's where you see guys like Luka Doncic getting 20 freaking rebounds. Uh, so the, the depth of the big man right now, which we didn't expect to be a problem going into this season, has become a problem. It's such a shame about Marvin Bagley because he was performing really well in practice. So we're told we were going to get a good opportunity to see him play some pretty significant minutes. He's only played 13 games for the Kings this season. Obviously it had a ton of setbacks injury-wise since being selected number two overall a move that I'm sure everybody knows the Kings wish that they had back. Uh it's it's been a tough road for him. It's been a tough road for the Kings and they just try and continue to fight through the the bad luck that has plagued this franchise.
0: All right I'll get you out on this thank you so much for your time Matt George. Uh, so five games left uh, it's not the most difficult slate. Uh, you've got the Pelicans, you've got the Nets, which should be a gimme. Uh, you've got the Rockets, which is going to be a tough one, depending on where they're seated at the time. Who knows what they've got to play for. You've got the Pelicans again, and then you've got the Lakers on August 13th, and you'd have to think at that point they're probably going to be resting guys and just getting prepared for the playoffs, which will then uh, start four days later. Give me the pulse of the Kings uh, locker room right now. Is this the type of team that's going to respond to a loss like this, come out guns blazing, or do you feel like – um? Uh, their momentum has kind of just been stopped dead in its tracks. I think today was the response. I think the Kings came out and
1: gave uh, as as good of an effort as they possibly could with an, a couple of uh, exceptions after being embarrassed by the Orlando Magic, and they still lost. Luka Doncic said after the game that he thinks this is the worst game the Mavericks have ever played, and they still got the win. What does that say about the <laughs> So oh, the, the Kings are um, – I mean, I I think they still have more fight in them. They're not going to give up. De'Aaron Fox said after the game today uh, that they're going to keep holding on to the rope. They're going to keep fighting. There's no quit in this team. I'll believe it when I see it, but I I like that uh, from the Kings leader. Uh, But we have seen this team give up when games aren't going their way, and especially uh, if shots aren't falling. So it's stupid that the Kings still have a chance. After starting this bubble 0-3, I thought they'd be dead in the water, but lo and behold, here we are. Uh, the Kings still mathematically have a chance and, and and teams are struggling. I did not expect the Pelicans to go one and two in their first three games. That's for sure. Uh, so I was really excited, truly, about these two meetings between the Pelicans and the Kings going into this bubble. Now they're still very important games and I hope the Kings make the most out of them. But they they don't carry the weight that we thought they would um at least heading into this. I really thought that we were going to be looking at the two teams with the best chance to to challenge the Grizzlies for that eighth seed, battling it out to see who is going to be uh the the team to to take them on in, in a play-in round. Now we're looking at both teams needing these wins just to survive and leapfrog Portland. Uh, and San Antonio, which is just crazy to think about. So that's the state that we're in. I like the Pelicans chances. I'll just say that the Kings need to respond. If they're going to figure anything out, they need to fix it very, very quickly. Uh, and uh, if, if the first three games are any indication, it's going to be a long bubble period in a long final couple of weeks.
0: You poor guy. Uh, you guys can follow him at Matt George, K-H-T-K. He's the host of Locked on Kings, in addition to Sacramento Sports Radio, one one four zero K-H-T-K. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for your time. Uh, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about you or anything else they can find out about you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm normally a lot more of a positive, happy. Um, but I have the <laughs> Sacramento Kings in my uh, in my. A closet that says optimism on the back, because for the 2018-2019 season, I was very optimistic about these Kings chances. This year has killed a lot of uh, the Kings' momentum, a lot of it self-inflicted wounds, uh, and it sometimes is just exhausting, even as a fan or as a media member covering the team regardless. Uh, Kings basketball has been tiresome, for this community for many many years, but we try and be positive. We try and have fun on Locked On Kings. We try and have fun on Sports 1140 HDK. Uh, so no, I am not your with a dark cloud over me everywhere I go. Uh, this you just caught us at a or caught me and caught us here in Sacramento at a very uh, down time. But hey, there's still time to turn it around. And I am truly very happy to have basketball back. I'm very happy to be able to talk sports, and I'm really looking forward to
0: watching uh, Zion
1: play. The Pelicans were one of my favorite teams to watch this season. Not name the Sacramento Kings.
0: Well, I'll be honest with you, Matt. Uh, we really appreciate you giving us uh, your time. Because after the 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 uh, the Clippers matchup on Saturday night, there was no way we were doing a recap pod. Uh, sometimes it's it's just too difficult to be an NBA fan, and you just have to give yourself some space until you get into. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you'll be feeling t- uh, better tomorrow morning, a little more positive. Uh, if if you can spin these into wins against the Pelicans, uh, that that'll go a long way. You're just a, a game back in the ninth seed uh, and out of the play-in tournament. The Grizzlies have lost all three matchups. You never know, and that's that's how we're taking this because. We, we got that win that we needed against the Grizzlies. If we had lost that game, oh boy, it would have been uh, uh, Storm Central over here as well. So best of luck to you, my friend. Hopefully the Pelicans steal this one. But if they don't, uh, I'll be happy for you, man, because it seems like Kings fans sure could use a victory right now.
1: Let me put it this way. It won't be the Pelicans that are stealing a win if any win-stealing is happening. It'll be the Sacramento Kings, but I appreciate it. It's a a pleasure to join you, a pleasure to talk to you. I wish uh, the Pelicans the best of luck, even if I'm I'm hoping they lose to the Kings, Uh, but it's been a pleasure, so thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today. Black lives matter, and we're continuing to do our part here at The Bird Calls. That's why we've created the Armchair All-American Scholarship. Thanks to contributions from Armchair, myself, Music is My Refuge, R. Anders 36, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and many more, Armchair Media will be issuing four $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. The criteria is African American, under 21, and in a creative field. To apply, send something you've created, whether photography, art, music, anything, to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. We can't wait to see your application.